Hello, everyone, and welcome back. My name is Maria, and I'm the host of the current podcast. You're probably surprised why there wasn't an intro, but I decided to put that away for now, as it may have been another reason I've been dreading this the editing part. It has been a while, two months or three even, to be exact. I didn't drop this project, nor did I forget it. I was simply busy, you know, casually leaving my entire life behind and moving countries. I'm now based in France, so you will no longer hear me say here in London. Which is a great shame, but we'll even move on. Apart from me, because my mental health forbids me to do so. Anyways. I have been wanting to make this podcast episode for quite some time, for a year to be exact, (laughs) but could never get around to it. There was always something holding me back, but be it actual daily life obstacles or I just wasn't mentally ready to talk about this topic just yet. Also, I want to try and record this in one go, which is news to me, (laughs) without an audio montage, just pure and raw thought process. I have never done this before, so I really hope it doesn't flop. I do have a script of question prompts in front of me, so that should help me with the deadly silence that I so often cut out. So yeah, hopefully that helps. So as per our tradition, grab a beverage of choice and let's dive right into it. Today, we're talking about anger. Not a very festive topic, I know, but certainly something to provoke pondering reflecting before the new year. So, what is anger? What drives it? How does it drive us? Is it a positive or a negative emotion? I want to get to the bottom of this. By definition, anger is a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure or hostility. My first point of discussion is... What is anger to me personally? In my personal experience, anger has been both the destruction and creation. It would either burn me to my core until everything around me is metaphorically broken or sometimes literally when I get angry like that. I go into full fury mode, which can be extremely frightening to someone who has never experienced this first or second hand, or even has and that is only building upon that trauma. Anger has shaken my relationships. Anger has caused me to say some things I wanted to take back. So, yeah, it has caused some hefty damage, if you ask me. It is an internal fire and fury, after all. On the other hand, anger has acted as a fuel to keep driving me forward. I would be so fired up by a significant cause, be it a personal dilemma or more of a societal cause, pardon the tautology, I would automatically begin creating. Same goes for feeling sad and or depressed, actually. Um, It has been my blessing and a curse to create my best pieces when I'm feeling extremely, an extremely strong emotion, which does sound quite logical, actually. And unfortunately, happiness is simply nowhere near the tornado of that emotion. So, how does one distinguish between the positive and negative anger? That is an important question I may not have a very useful answer to. Obviously, if your anger is seriously harming yourself and those around you, it's a problem. 
it's a problem and you should, of course, seek help for it. Most of the time, anger is a symptom of underlying cause. I usually do not have my emotions under control or ever because duh, I'm mentally ill. However, I have ways of at least attempting to recognize when an anger becomes a problem and stop it, if not in advance, then at least during. Or, worst case scenario, make amends after the destructive outcome. Anything can tip me off or trigger. However, I do have a set of my personal triggers, and I think it's an important exercise for us all to give this question some thinking. What are my triggers, and how can I manage them? My triggers include not being heard and feeling small, having my feelings disregarded and mistreated, feeling frustrated at a minor inconvenience, and so on. All of these can be applied to most situations, like a situation at a family dinner, a misunderstanding with a lover, and Instagram post not loading correctly. I know embarrassing, but I go full fury mode. These are minor examples, minor Sorry, minor examples that act as the causes of my anger. However, these causes, in return, are also symptoms of feeling abandoned, lost, misunderstood, and mistreated. Talk about childhood trauma. <laughs> Moving on to my second point, anger versus society. There is a lot of stigma around anger mostly revolving around how it how it's a useless emotion only causing destruction but that's just simply not it as we have already established it can be channeled properly and safely and fuel the person to keep going forward now the societal notion relates to everyone out there you get angry you have failed and you should be shamed bullied and made fun of for getting angry as it is not socially acceptable, but guess what? We all feel anger. Some of us are just silly enough to hide it at all times to not be an outcast. An outcast. Yet, there is a research material linking the unreleased anger causing autoimmunative diseases or even cancer. I'm not a scientist nor a doctor, so please do take your own time to conduct your own research on this. I am simply blabbing out here, but I do have a point. The notion of anger versus society also makes me think of my own experience being a woman in a male-led society. Again, pardon the tautology. I was not allowed to get angry for so long, denied the basic totally healthy emotion because kids don't get angry. Girls don't get angry. Be zen. Yeah, well, you can't be fucking zen if you have pent-up fury inside you ready to burst at any moment. This perfectly sums up my teenage years, if you ask me. That is how passive aggression is born. I had a teacher in high school who would always use passive-aggressive phrases such as, sweetie, that is totally unrelatable. I can't imagine how you would even come up with such an idea, my darling. Essentially saying, Honeybee, you're so fucking dumb, I hate you. We don't want to be like that teacher, do we? I hope she's doing well, and if she's listening, girl, I hope you sold out some hope for it. Or another example, I had another teacher in primary school whose morning opening phrase was, 
Did everyone have a good morning? I'm about to ruin it for you. Like, ma'am, you're teaching six-year-old children. Please find a safer outlet. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked here. It is important to feel your feelings and give them space, acknowledging its validity because that is what makes it into a healthy emotion. Understanding what caused it, being able to navigate through it, and instead of locking it away deep down, deep down within you and throwing away the key because guess what, the bubble will burst at any inconvenient and most inconvenient time. It's important to let the anger out, but in a safe manner, aka not causing harm to unassuming friends and family. When our boundaries are being ignored, our body sends signals of it occurring, and if we are continuously getting ignored or left unread, which is probably one of the most infuriating online experiences, but it all has its context, it will eventually compile into this big mess of pent-up frustrations and hurt and will burst at the most random times. Like, for instance, being left unread may trigger fear of abandonment or feeling misunderstood or worse, judged. Those triggers can definitely switch on the destroy-all anger mode. <laughs> Talking about the good girl versus bad girl, bad girl trope um, and being a good-mannered child, that is an interesting subject I'm currently covering with a therapist, actually. I have been raised and then continued to develop within a good girl trope which I will read out to you from my diary. The good girl trope includes quick thinker, smart and intelligent, accommodating, socially appropriate, emotionally stable, lol, helpful to others, making dad proud so he can boast about me to his friends, being a superhero, she likes men and doesn't take up space. I seem to have picked up these from the societal norms that have been that I have been raised into. The truth is, the good girl is boring and quite literally impossible to achieve nor keep up with. She's exhausting, it's impossible to be perfect all the time. And what is perfect anyways? Who created the notion? That is a question to ask ourselves during, an self, during a self-identity crisis. The good girl's evil twin sister is a bad girl, but spoiler alert, she's just a normal human being. The bad girl trope includes being a slow thinker, says silly things, socially inappropriate, takes up a lot of space, she is hysteric and loud, chooses herself over others, disappointing to the father, the bad talk of the evening, the anti-hero, she likes women, and she's a protester and a feminist. In fact, if you ask me, the bad girl is a lot more fun and engaging. She has a deeper personality, she has her flaws, and she's real. 
At least that's how my therapist described her, and I quite liked it. Also, something I should mention is that the sexuality part that I mentioned that is that is only applicable to me personally. The differentiation between the good girl and the bad girl trope is entirely a personalized, I'll say, experience to each one of you out there. So we have reached our final point. <laughs> is anger a last case resort to defending yourself? And does it relate to fight or flight? In a way, yes, but not always. In certain scenarios, anger may be an outcome of egoism. For example, if a boss is yelling at you, and by the way, they never should, it's probably due to their lack of self-awareness and they're not focused on their own mission, no matter the cost. If the job isn't done due to, let's say, poor time management, they may resort to yelling, expressing their frustration via anger. But I wouldn't say it's directed at you, more like it is a reflection of their own internal frustrations. And that is why understanding the cause of anger, surfing its dangerous waves and knowing how to safely blow off steam is what makes you a self-aware person. Or it is a big step towards it. Either way, my congratulations, we're now in the same boat. To elaborate, there is a lot more work that goes into being self-aware and anger is only a part of it. But identifying anger is the first step. To conclude, I believe it is useful to journal. I know, I know, I know many people say it, but don't actually do it. I am, however, being truthful here, and I do journal. I may even do so excessively, but I just think that a small acknowledgement of my day or week will be beneficial, and I do recommend it. To recognize the feelings I felt, break it down to its core, see what hides behind it, and try to rebuild it into something I can work on, be it depression, anxiety, fluctuating emotions, or the topic of today's discussion, anger. It's good to make a note of it and not leaving yourself on red. That is all I have for today. Thank you so much for embarking on this talkative journey with me. I hope I have sparked a conversation and you will come back again to listen to my upcoming episodes. My name is Maria and I am the host of The Current Podcast.